Welcome, all you No Means Nerds, to No Means No Thing, No Means Nothing. Uh, You know the drill. Episode 18. We are here. 18. Yeah, episode 18. Old uh, enough to drink in Manitoba, Quebec, and Alberta. Yeah, those Still? fucking cities. If if you don't remember or don't oh. know or you're already too drunk to remember what this podcast is about, we have the ignominious task, the stupid self-appointed task of trying to figure out the best no means no song of all time of which it's a fool's errand. There is none, but we're going to find it anyway. And I'm one of those idiots, uh, Jordan. I'm Matthew. I'm Michelle. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. And that's us. So, uh, hey. And uh, now's the time, listener, where you get to say your name out into space, wherever you are, hopefully on public transit, and your, yeah, it's not going to work, but dumb gimmick. So They did a Magic Garden. Remember when they did that part in a Magic Garden when they pulled out people's names? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was some kid show show back back in in the 70s. Oh, okay. Now it's Magic Garden. I think I it, was a, it. it was a U.S. thing. Yep. You, would, you wouldn't understand, man. No, we got tons of, <laughs> we got tons of, we, we understand you very well, thank you. Oh, who's that? <laughs> too well, too well. You guys said too many clowns. You understand us better than we understand ourselves, unfortunately. You had too many clowns, Canadians. so that's out. No clowns. That's why all the, that's why all the best comics are Canadians. They know how to fucking satirize us. <laughs> they understand yeah. us better. We take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. So, listen, everybody. Here we are, back again, episode 18, holy shit, creeping up on 20, which I don't know, we'll have to have some sort of grand uh, event. No, we won't for 20, but we're creeping up. And um, Or a secret guest, baby. Oh, yeah, maybe so. Could be. Shh, don't say. So we're going to talk about what we drink. You know the drill. I'm going to be the usual here. I have not mixed it up this week, so I am my Amarniak. Thank you to the user who I cannot remember their name, but you know who you are. Who posted some pictures Ooh. on our Facebook group of some fine bottles of Amarnia? That's a deep one. That's at least three fingers there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to drink all this because I accidentally poured a lot and I do not want to get sloshed. But maybe right. I don't accidentally. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> nice. King of the dad jokes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Michelle, what you got? I saved another pint from the singles <gasps> bin. At the Trader Joe's, I'm going to do another Irish death, and I'm going to pour it right this time. Give me that. Oh, yeah. Are you all right? Now i got to put it in an angle because it's not like the Guinness. See there. She's doing it right this time. Foamy head. No foam disasters. Nope. I'm doing it. Although that makes better comedy, we'll uh, we'll let you get away with it. Yeah, that was like three inches of foam on the top. (laughs) It was bad. One inch of foam Look at is not that. Bad, though. I love a little foamy beer. Look at that. Holy shit. Perfect pour. Nice. There we go. Nice. Um, All right, Matthew. What yeah. do you got here? Well, I'm going to relate a little story before I talk about what I'm going to drink just because it is oh uh, it is you always, always – It's a relation to a, a, a weird fruit, but this was not one of my weird fruits for a change. Um, there's been a house built being built across the street. It's been taking f- fucking ever. Um, the, uh, the contractor is mo- mostly, um, Southern Chinese. So they're like, they have a good time over there. Um, I think I might've mentioned before how the, the neighbor across the street has chickens and the chickens are going bark, 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 bark. And then I could hear like different parts of this house that they're building. They, they really, oh, the guys, the guys were doing that in the house. Seeing the chickens and having <laughs> a fucking awesome. blast. So I'm like, fantastic. I'm like walking along, um, coming home <laughs> after work, and there's uh, there's like 
three or four guys are kind of squatting down as uh, sort of Southern Chinese and Southeast Asians can only do. Um, yeah. And they're about to crack open a fucking durian. Like, what? wow. Here in Vancouver, Where when? find it? Oh, they're all over. But um, any yeah, okay. Asian market has durians. They're usually frozen. Oh, right, right, of course. But uh, yeah, they're going to crack open a fucking durian. If I hadn't been in a hurry, I would have stopped and asked because, you know, a great game of watch the white guy. Um, but right. <laughs> uh, I wish I had had an opportunity to to, to stop because I've never actually had fresh durian. Um, as 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 odd as I that don't might be, I have either. Yeah, I've never so, even heard of it. Durian is about a football size, spiky looking thing. It's got yeah. sort of these brain looking custard colored and custard consistency like lobes inside, and uh, the Jesus. flavor is kind of delicious. It's like um, I mean I've had uh, frozen durian durian ice cream. It's like uh, strawberry caramel until the sort of poop and onion kicks in. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> you know the delicious what? poop and onion aftertaste. It has it has quite Jesus an quite Christ. an aftertaste. Some people describe it as like petroleum. Some people like say garlic. Or, you, a lot of people say poop. You were really um, selling it. Really? I, yeah, I know. They call yeah, it the, was... they call it the king of fruits. So I don't know. I wanted Sounds to sit like down. It. King of and, uh, farts to me. Enjoy it with oh them. But, uh, yeah, no. An early uh, English explorer, Timblea, uh, said, uh, described the durian, the experience of eating a durian is like eating a garlic melon over a London sewer. Uh, oh, so, God. Uh, I, I wish I wish I'd done it. I wish I'd sat down and said, hey, guys, because they would have gone, yeah, yeah, you have some. <laughs> you anyway. try it. That is a very no means no uh, You should fruit. get one. Next time you see him out there, you should join him. Oh, fuck me. So I've only no, got one okay. beer tonight all right oh my well God. i yeah. guess there's no choices but i'm excited so, to see what it is right there Ooh. oh nice yeah did you so, get a durian i did not get a durian no um this is a boysenberry sour but the character Ooh. on it it's uh fuggles and warlock it's a, a local brewery they have interesting beers as rei which is a japanese kanji which means beautiful and oh. um so when I saw this beer for the first time, I took a photo of it and I sent it to my ex, who's uh, Japanese American, and her daughter's named Ray, and she never had chosen a kanji for her, and this is the one that uh, she ended up choosing, which is kind of cool. Nice. And another cool. cool thing about Ray, this syllable, is a synonym for my favorite Japanese kanji, which means nothingness or oh, zero. Nice. So nice. beautiful nothingness. So what hey. more? This is why this is the beer for the No Means No Podcast. It's the official tonight. beer, I think. It sure is. Yeah. It sure is. You found it. Yeah. Yep. It can very, mean ghost. Very Ghost good. as well. Or void or hey. zero. Yeah. The beautiful ghost. nothing ghost. Yeah. So nice. here we go. Excellent. Boysenberry flavored nothing. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Beautiful boysenberry flavored nothing. Yeah. Well... Listener, crack open your uh, beverage of choice, be that sparkling water or whiskey or beer, wherever you may be, and let's dig into four more tracks from this motherfucking excellent band. And first of all, I'm not going to apologize for this, but I just want to go on record as saying I am aware that I'm the sole reason this podcast has an explicit yeah. warning on, oh, uh, oh, on iTunes. You just oh my most God. reason. Oh, I know I say funny. the word. I know I say the word "fuck" about eight million times an episode. So <laughs> deal with it. It's just it's part of my vocabulary. I can't help it. I have I've actually tried before in episodes to say I'm not going to say it as much. And as soon as I start talking, that goes out the window. So fuck it. It's going to be there. I don't think anyone cares, but 
I just want to be conscious we about the fact that... Why would you be count. apologizing for this? To whom it's are you not, apologizing? It's certainly not know, the British I, people listening. I guess not. I guess not. But uh, I just... I can't help it. I don't say a lot of other cuss words in typical language, but I say fuck a lot all over the place. Uh, not in front of my kids, luckily, but um, not yet. I can't wait till I can. Uh, but everywhere else. So anyway, fuck it. We're going to start talking about some we songs. Should have, we should have a fuck count. Oh. We don't I, have the... We never did the order... It. Oh no! I, oh oh, uh, oh! I'll tell everybody right now okay. what the order is on top of you, and I'll and I'll and I'll paste it in the chat while we're talking about it. And okay. uh, if I feel the need, I'll 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 uh, edit this out, even though I don't think I will, because I love all the bullshit that happens. So we're going to talk about two songs first, as is the norm. We're going to talk about "Self Pity" from Sex Mad, mm-hmm. nineteen eighty six. Uh, interesting oh, little bit of trivia. Oh this is the last oh boy, track oh on the UK release, oh boy. but the first side of the B track on the US release. So totally different placement on that. Well, um, which also to me on the, the, quite the US side is B, and the British yeah, right. Canadian yes. side is Slade. Slade. Thank you, is Slade, which I fucking love. So the order for that uh, for this first round, by the way, guys, is going to be me, Michelle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Matthew. Mm-hmm. So uh, Michelle, you're the middle monkey in the middle, and. Uh, Matthew, you'll play cleanup on this round. Uh, and self-pity mm. is going up against the end of all things off of You Know It, You Love It, Wrong, 1989. So two Andy-era tracks. And also. What? On Live and Cuddly. Oh, oh, oh of course, Live and Cuddly, which we got to talk about, right? That's nice. one of our things. We haven't had one of these in a while. I, um, I don't think unless we fucked up and just forgot to talk about it. But we haven't had a... I know this. Yes, we did. We had Dave Everett became nothing, which was recently, which we kind of dived into it. But yes, we have end of all things is on live and cuddly, a fantastic version. But we'll talk about that when uh, when uh, we get there. So um, end of all things, same. Uh, we've got the same order there. So first, we're going to talk about self pity. So I want everyone to just lie back on their bed, turn off all the lights, get as depressed as you can, and listen to this. <laughs> Enjoy some self love. All right, everybody. Well, if you were touching yourself, I hope you were disgusted. So <laughs> let's dive into this. I'm going to go first. Um, self pity. So S- song sucks. It yeah, sucks. Terrible. Ass. So this song is this so song boring. is so fucking good. It it sits there in a in a. There's like a trilogy for me of these songs. They don't necessarily all thematically go together, but they 
always for some reason have gone together for me of this one long days and metronome, metronome. i know they're yeah, all yeah me they're too. all together on the album close but they also have a similar feeling and sound to them i think it's that that driving repetitive bass line and everything that goes underneath it but i i can never i every time one of these songs come on the other ones just sort of live alongside it anyway even if i don't listen to them um this is probably of that triumvirate the one that i didn't pay as much attention to in the past as I should have and try on for it. Meaning like three, said? like a group of three important rulers. things. Yeah. New word rulers. of the day. Yeah. New three rulers. The Cause day. they all fucking rule these songs. Right. Um, the, I, I maybe didn't give this song as much attention as I should have. And that's again, grateful for this podcast to have had to sit down and listen to this, you know, front to back, you know, whatever, 20 times. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. This <laughs> song is so so good it has this you know starting off with just the drums getting in that bass line which is just this it's not manic it's just this driving but very sort of low dread and heavy feeling to it uh with this guitar that comes in and just adds these sharp little angles i i love the way the bass and the drum are mirroring each other and i love the way andy as he often will alters the bass line in the way that he plays off of it, right? Like you've got this really steady rhythm from Rob pretty much the entire time. And Andy's the one that brings the different tone to it, that brings the different flavor and makes me makes the bass line sound different to me throughout the whole song, even though it's pretty much the same throughout the whole song, except for, you know, when it gets into the bridge or something like that. But, oh, oh my God. And before I get to any of the lyrics, I just got to gush about the music more. One of the glitchiest, raunchiest feedback Aww. guitar solos in the No Means No Panther. Aww. Two of them, actually. This has got to be a mix of, I know, of course, Andy's there, but he's off. He's been cluing us in in these little Andy corrections to how much John was really the one that would get in and fuck with the production. Like, that was his thing that he liked to do. John's so a knob twiddler. He's a knob twiddler. He's, he's touching himself for fucking sure in this song. Yeah, and I would too the if I them, sounded like that. Jesus, between the two of them, those, the, the, and again, you know, as I often harp about it, it serves the meaning of the song perfectly. Cause you've got these, these really low dark rooms sitting in just, you know, in the dark by yourself, just fucking full of self pity. But then it, which are these slow, not slow, but these driving kind of quiet parts, Andy's in the background mic'd with sort of reverb. So he sounded like in a cavernous room all by himself. And these explosions of just sound, these angular, angry fucking sounds that really feel like that, that manic uh, uh, explosion of self pity of self loathing, as opposed to the sort of depressive feelings of, of, of self loathing and, and depression. And that last one, where it's right, you know, kind of right towards the song's ending, and the, the 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 music is just fucking going nuts, and then and it's all over the place. Uh, the, the 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 vocals that Andy's doing underneath, the the bass, the drums, the guitar are all over the place, but it all converges together right up to the oh end to just give you this nice, like you're squeezing God. the sweetest pimple you've ever squeezed <laughs> with Andy's <laughs> with with Andy's like oh coming off the end. It was just masterful. And we've been, I mean, I think not undeservedly thrown a lot of praise on Andy, these last run of songs from this era. And this is another one, man. He's fucking A. I, I am finding more appreciation for his vocal delivery than I, I mean, I've always loved it, but there's just another level of appreciation. Here. That's where and the phrase fucking A came from. It is. Fucking Andy. That's right. Because I, fucking yeah. A. 
Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, lyrically. You hear that, you know, Kerr? Yeah. He's listening <laughs> somewhere. Uh, I mean, you know, many of us have probably t- at least towed up to the line of being in this place. I know I did in back in my 20s. This is definitely a song aimed at those years. Talk about cutting classes or shit like that. It's either your high school or college years. It's, it's, it's that feeling. It was kind of that age for these guys, I think. I, I certainly had my days or periods or weeks or maybe even months where I wallowed in self-pity. Um, so I read this and self-love. I, well, you know, still. And there's this this feeling. Um, this is one of those songs in their pantheon. I think it, that they especially had a lot of great early examples on that first album. And, you know, and certainly later as well. That takes one of those, you, you know, that that insert they have the, that has no means no knows all your sins. And it has all the, you know, the listing of all the fucking sins. I think it's in the uh, the sex mad sleeve. Um, do you guys know that what I'm talking about? That, you know what that insert? is? Do you I do. know what chick, that it's is? A, it's a, it's chick, a track. chick track. Yeah, yep. which I fucking yep. love. And this song to me yep. is is a chick track personified. <laughs> this is this is it, this little song is pinned on that fucking uh, wow. chart of wow. all of the sins that the no means no shit. knows. Exactly, it's the guilty the shit that we all that we all feel at one point or another, and it captures it so goddamn well. And I love the way. He has the dichotomy between self pity and self love, and every time it's self love, it's self love. This is not yeah. healthy self love. This is the ugh, bitter, nasty, dis- the the kind that disgusts yourself. And I absolutely love that he just <laughs> ends. Are, and I, right? I was I was burping. Burp. Oh, he, ab- I absolutely love how he ends with the word self. That is just sex. oh yeah that. It's the right. self. Not yeah. on pity, not on love. He ends yeah. with self. That is just, oh it's my snake. God. It's a snake. So I've always loved this song, but I appreciate this song a million times more now. And it is absolutely a top fucking banger. And, and one thing I want to say that I forgot to say at the top because I got uh, f- fucked up because I realized I hadn't given you guys the order. The thing about this matching matchup, a little meta bit right here, wrong and sex mad are neck and neck with votes. They are tied for votes uh, for and against. So they both have as many songs that have gone through as they have songs that have been rejected. So they're tied. So this Ah. vote is going to be the (laughs) which doesn't matter really, but it's interesting. This is going to be a tiebreaker on wrong or sex mad. I think I see what you mean now. To the to the to the current place. So anyway. I, that's all I have to say about self-pity, but holy shit, this song is so good. So, Michelle, what what do you got? What do you think of this piece of shit song? <laughs> uh, I, I'm being put on the spot about something, some art. I, I drew some more googly eyes. Nice. I love the googly There's eyes. big googly eyes there. I don't think you can see Is there see a oof written? No, no, because I'm about to oof right, right now. The song should be in the Smithsonian, the Hague, <laughs> and the Museum of Modern Art. The Hague? It's a war criminal? Yeah. No. It's, well, hey, it's, I like it's, that. I think, it's, you know. It's, it's being tried, and <laughs> it's an important place. It, there's no war about it. The Hague, in a good way. <laughs> Come on with this song. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay, all right. Come on with this song I wrote. This is a top three, top five. It's tops. Mm-hmm. I frequently watch this live video still on YouTube. It's it's called Self-Pity Dortmund, D-O-R-T-M-U-N-D. I'm assuming that's somewhere in uh, 
It's Germany. Germany. The Hague. Yeah, that's what. Is it it's the, in Hague? the Hague? No. <laughs> no. Self pity Dortmund, nineteen ninety one. Please watch this video. It's yeah, amazeballs. This amazeballs video. And if I had enough bras, I'd throw them all up on stage. <laughs> Rob looks like he's wearing some raunchy sweatpants, and he probably is. It's pretty hard to find a place to do your laundry when you're on tour. So he's got some raunchy sweatpants, but doesn't matter. So part of the musical intrigue that I have with this song is the how the emphasis falls on the eighth beat. Or if you're counting in four, mm-hmm. it ends up on one of the fours. Yeah, it fucks one, me two, up every three, time. Four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight. Two, three, four, so five, good. six, seven, eight. Or one, two, Fuck. three, four, one, two, three, four. That is so sneaky fucking cool. I'm, I'm hoping people have heard this before because that, that just draws me in. It sucks me into listening to <sighs> yeah. that. And I think it's so fucking clever. Absolutely. The video I mentioned is seriously well done and it gets, sometimes it gets whitewashed and and, and it's, it looks electric and, and it highlights their amazing faces. It's just an epic, epic video to watch. I've watched it again today, actually, and I've seen it countless times and it makes my hair stand up there on fucking fire. The just give me my drugs part <sighs> is, is, it, I, I, <laughs> ooh, it's one of my favorite parts on this song. Not, not, not you know the video, of course, but the parts of that song. But yeah, the video is just icing on the cake. The gizmo Annie uses uses on that as a rolling device. And while I can't remember the exact model, I do know that it's a relative of the Space Echo, a ooh. truly fucking meltdown of epic proportions, and it's a pinnacle piece. The song is a pinnacle piece of art. Wait, quick question about that video because maybe I'm 100 percent wrong. Oh, was you gotta the, watch it. Was the was Andy's like was all that weird fucking fuzz and the glitching yeah. he did? Would he yeah. he did that with his own little box. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's well, then fuck it. John's not responsible. Of... I give you credit, Andy. No, back, no, no, back no, 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 no. Watch the video because it's an effects box. It's not a pedal. It's a box. Right, no, it's a box. Yeah. On the back of the uh, on the amp where he's you know, dialing in and, and doing all that. In the video, Fuck. you can see Andy, like, turned around, his rear end's facing the audience. Nice. But just just nice watching Andy do that, and he's stationary, but just watching Rob and John, the, the videos is phenomenal. I, oh, God, it's so good. So good. Nice. Yep. Yeah, Andy's got glasses on, too, which is always a good look for him, I think. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I think he looks great in glasses. Love it. All right, Matthew. Yeah. How about you? That beginning, I you can describe it better than me, but uh, it, it's it's you know the, the the bass line and the drumming doesn't change, but it's just how the guitar interacts with it that makes you kind of perceive that the accent is in a different spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the uh, yeah, and then as it sort of locks into what it's going to sort of stay through the rest of the song, pretty much. Um, yeah, I don't know how the fuck they do that. There's this little on the guitar and you know that's when things are going to get crazy um yeah such tight Wait, control is he hitting the is he hitting the part of the guitar, guitar string above the nut you mean i don't know what he he's might. doing because he does that sometimes yeah, yeah. you get a really really kooky sound that's there. a good pull the the bass drum and hi-hat and uh the double snare here and there um just mm. is uh it's so much the same it's so tightly controlled but just the every little so often there's an incredible accent that you know it's not when you hear a drummer play like that you know that it's not that he can't play more because of what he adds is so perfect um right 
uh, I love the the difference in the sort of a radio effect mm-hmm. on the on Andy's vocals. Sometimes it sounds more echoing and further away, and sometimes it's it sounds like very very close up. I sort of figured that that's like an internal voice versus, uh, like the the actual loneliness that the, the sort of character oh, cool, is experiencing. Cool. Nice. Um, so it's a song to me about you know isolation, loneliness, solipsism though. Um, that you know it's not really considering anything outside himself. Um, it's ego, but helplessness as well. He's sort of lost mm-hmm. um, this world, and then, you know lashing out about drugs is. Um, <laughs> It's the only thing that helps him maintain this composure. Um, yeah, it, it's sort of like the song itself. There's that constant core through it, and then all these sort of noodly crazy bits, and then the chaotic uh, effects and everything like that. It's just sort of this thing that you maintain, but you can't quite keep it in all the time. Um, and for for that reason, I sort of really related to this one. Uh, I and I probably have had this conversation with Andy before because we're both Victoria boys, how um, it's a very Victoria boy song. And maybe that's Ooh. what appeals to me about these, those three songs that you mentioned, because I've definitely sort of connected those as well, that just sort of barely controlled chaos where, you know, it's Victoria is an interesting place because it's quite permissive in many ways, but also very, very restrictive, very, very sort of Ooh. traditional in some ways. So it's, uh, it's got like the sort of, free-for-all hippie shit but then it's also got the really traditional british shit laid over top um so it's sort of like you know do your thing just don't be too ostentatious about it like nobody wants to see that um so yeah it's sort of like i can relate to it because you know i spent a lot of time so sleeping late and cutting classes (laughs) and just (laughs) feeling like there was more and sort of just keeping my needle in that groove but uh wanting to to sort of explode out and i think that my favorite part of the song is that guitar effects thing where it just gets crazier crazier until it's just you know that um very like mechanical sort of sine wave yeah. And it just yeah. fucking yeah. Yeah, yeah. stops. Stops. And there's nothing but the drums going like. Doo, 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 ba, doo, ba, doo, doo, doo. It's like a, right back into that groove that has actually never stopped through the whole thing. Yes. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Just that, uh, you know, God. dichotomy between self love, masturbation, um, self loathing, and that you just can't have any effect on anything. You just have to be yourself you let it out you let it out once in a while but you have to do it in secret and uh mostly it's just that tight tight control all the time so it'll be interesting to see what andy says about that yeah oh he better write a book about that because that's that's it that's where you're totally right about that solipsism solipsism right like there's that line of you try to help me i won't help you it's very explicit about yeah, I can't reach out. I'm not going to reach out and fucking help anybody else except being my, with my own fucking self. Yeah, that's a good call. What is that like uh, narcissism? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, or it's just completely like self-involved. Like someone who's nothing really else solipsistic. Nothing, yeah, like solipsism at its most extreme is thinking solipsism. I'm the only thing that actually exists in the world. Yeah, That's it. And so it's kind of like end. narcissism, but more... Uh, more uh, divorced almost. Narcissism, you it's, want the attention of everyone else. Solipsism yeah. is almost like nothing else exists but me. It's more like autism. Huh. And they could be, yeah, yeah. Um, That's huh. a good point. And then Andy's uh, sort of whiny, you know, self-pity, self-love. Self-love. He's making fun of himself. Like, and yeah. um, 
And then, yeah, you know, I, I was looking actually, um, I found that very interesting. I'd written the same thing down that the, the U S and then the Canadian UK versions, uh, B side Slade side were different song orders. And I, I kind of, I was familiar with the American one because I got to know this on CD. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it would have been quite a different, uh, experience if the whole album had ended on that. Yeah, ah! that the song ends with because that would have been the last song on the album. Yeah, and I, I kind of wish it had been for me. But anyway, just one of those things where the song order. Well, we've mentioned it so many times where the song order really affects uh, how you take the song in. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. All right, I'm done. All right. Well, let's move on to another shitty song. Uh, yep. I don't think anyone well, likes this one. This one's called "The End of All Things." So everyone, I want you to sit back and get ready to listen to a clip of this one and listen for the angels singing in this one. and cuddly holy shit another <laughs> super classic no means no song it's i mean it's kind of hard to say that any song off of wrong isn't classic right we've covered some songs besides early ones stuff that we wouldn't necessarily put in that pantheon i don't know this is anybody's favorite song but it's a it's a classic everybody knows it and it's fucking great and listen if this song when the four horsemen of the apocalypse do finally crack <laughs> open through the sky and come down which let's be frank is probably going to happen any fucking day now if things right. keep going like they are if this is not what's playing when that happens i want my fucking money back because this is an absolutely <laughs> wonderful you know angelic uh, uh, apocalyptic tune and it, again another of their fine apocalyptic tunes they have a number of them uh, and this is a great one. It's fucking fantastic. I, I do prefer the wrong recording over mm. over the live and cuddly. Even though I love the live and cuddly, almost ex- exclusively for two reasons. One, the female vocals, which I yep. think really, 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 really add to it, mm-hmm. and the breakdown at the end. I absolutely love the what's a near minute and eleven seconds worth of breakdown as the song fades away and breaks into entropy and to other things. It's not that's not the same in the live and cuddly version, even though I love that. It's fucking full of energy and it's amazing. The song's amazing live when I I think the one time I got to see him play it live, not with Andy. Um, but a brilliant, brilliant song. I love how Rob's voice is like all the the instruments are mic'd really up front, really fucking loud, and yet Rob is a little bit distant 
like a voice from the clouds mm -hmm. and that that female vocal with him is is almost almost a little more at least in my ears a little more out front than than rob and they huh. sound so fucking good together That's interesting uh, it's so 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 fucking good um she's and really singing i she's really singing oh, she's belting it out really singing real. mm -hmm. and i one of my favorite parts of the song is when uh, uh, when they're building up to that last chorus and everything falls away and you just get that one, you know, the, the, the bass is just doing its line or the, yeah, yeah I think it's the bass and the yeah. guitar comes in. And I love how on each of those, uh, choruses, how the bass and the guitar start off together. Then the bass drops down an octave and it's just these amazing angelic bells, you know, that are just, it, it's peeling from the heavens. It's it's fucking beautiful. This song played by Mark Critchley, by the way. What are the bells? Are there? There's I don't hear there's no bells, bells in this song. There. Apparently, there's bells because it says so. In the I don't hear any bells. That's amazing. Does it say that in the liner notes? Wow! Get, if they're get playing the bells, paper. they're going right in with the goddamn uh, the bass line because that's incredible. Holy I know shit. he. I know he was the totalitaritones on uh, the fall, right. but I had no idea right. he was doing that on this. And oh, he's, he's got so, the paper. Nice. So listen, with in terms of lyrics on this one, another song that you know, there's I don't know that there's a lot to analyze on this. There's not a lot of lyrics to it, but it's a great song about the end just being nothing. Not not an event that's this this huge revelation, not an event of a rapture. And yet this is a song that sounds very celebratory in a way, or you could either hear it as celebratory or menacing. But the the end point of it is nothing. Here I see nothing. Their their apocalypse usually comes down to to nothing, which, from an existentialist perspective, makes sense. This feeling that yeah, when you when you die, when it's really the end, it's really nothing. There's not another world waiting for you. There's not a, there's nothing else waiting for you. It's I see here nothing. But also that feeling of realizing that there's nothing can either be a very freeing feeling or a very oppressive feeling, depending on where, where you're standing on any particular day. And I think this song to me captures both of those expressions. I could hear it as something very joyous in a way, and also something is very menacing in a way, but mm -hmm. musically and lyrically, again, it's all fucking of a piece. It goes together. So, 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 so well. And the music is so fucking tight. The production is so tight. And I love the ending. I'm sure everyone here has, but just just spend some time next time you listen to the song, really carefully listening to how they, it's kind of like Slade in that way, how there's a lot yeah. going on until the very last bit fades out. They've got some really great fucking bass riffs and yeah. these little fucking do, 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 thing on the guitar. The ditty. It's just, it's, just yeah. it's fucking great. All the way until he just gives a little, little bit of blast <laughs> bit of fuzz as he goes out. It's fantastic. And they don't have a lot of songs that fade out like that. I think this is one of a handful that do that right. sort of fade. Most of them the sort of either, right. they either Mobius strip back around so that you've got the first riff at the end or it just cuts out. But this, I, I, I love, you know, this is one of those great handful of songs that does a great fade out and gives you all sorts of Easter eggs as you're, as you're on your way out the door. Right. Um, so I love it. It's a classic, absolute classic. Are there um, bells? Um, bells for me. Well, in the in the liner notes, it says, um, let's see, uh, it says uh, background vocals by Daniel Gagné on uh, the end of all things, uh, and then it just says bells by Mark Critchley. But I'm not sure if that refers specifically to the song. I can't think of any other place on no Wrong shit. Weather's Bells, but uh, it definitely says bells. Huh. Bells. 
Bowls. If there's anybody listening to this uh, episode who might happen to know anything on the inside Chimes, about production, maybe, maybe you could uh, let us know where the bells are. It says bells. It says bells. <laughs> I want to know bells. where them bells is. All right, uh, Michelle. Bells, bells says You're the up. woman wearing a ACDC t-shirt. All <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I love right, my Mich- Angus. I love Angus. Can Michelle. you guys see my t-shirt? No, what is it? Uh, I can't, can't adult, adult today. today. Boy, I'm feeling I understand. That. Did yes. you wear that to work? No. I don't oh, wear anything no. that I like to work. I was going to say, you don't wear anything to work. I was going to say, that's what I was imagining. Going. Like, oh, he's Whoa. Uh, that kind Whoa. of work. My work makes me filthy and dirty and sweaty. So yes. That's actual All work. Right. All right, Michelle. All right. Let's start this Dude, doozy out with a fat-ass drop of our oh. threatening tritone. Oh, oh, look at, look at Matthew showing us his guns. I moved four Stop fucking cars Matthew. today That's with a forklift. You, yeah. you moved cars with a forklift? Full of yeah. bird shit. Yep. Anybody in Vancouver, you know that uh, that totem pole with the cars on it? Yeah, I do know that. I've been real, and I'm not up, from there. I've been real up close and personal with that thing. It's filled with bird <gasps> shit. Did you put cars on the totem pole? No, we took them down though. Holy shit! You got something to do with it? He was involved in art destruction, not art construction. It's being re- it's being cleaned and and moved. Oh, Matthew, how cool are you? But I'm fairly certain exactly that, gave me that all thing. that I should have been wearing breathing protection because I'm fairly certain all that uh, up close to the, all that pigeon shit gave me the sinus infection I'm suffering from, which you can probably hear. Uh-oh. <clears throat> I did think you sounded a little stuffy, but hopefully yeah. it's not pigeon shit up your nose. I hope not. Yeah, respirators, I guess. Anyways, after uh, I want to see your 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 guns again. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, let, let like I said earlier, this starts out with a doozy with a fat ass drop of a threatening tritone, an instant anxiety and coolness. That's what Brad's playing. He's playing the track. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. That the first and the third note of the tritone. The second note is a fourth. I'll stop there. Anyways, Rob is just so farty and forceful, and his bass tone is fucking unreal. John, again, sounds like a freight train on Mm. the loose. And Andy's crunchy angularity on the guitar is is total obliteration of your ears, and it's amazeballs. It took me a while, I'm going to say it, to really enjoy the female voice mixed in with Rob. It, it's it's sung in unison, an octave apart, and gives us a heavenly feeling. I, I now embrace it. I think it's wonderful. The ending of the song is just glorious, and some of John's drum fills. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I like, yeah. I, 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 when I listened to it, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> no, that shit makes it's me want to work like, on my rolls all the time. I, I don't know. What's he got? Like, how many fucking toms does he have? Like, three or he four? He has three. Okay. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, I know. He's got a snare, a bass drum, three toms. He's got the crash cymbal, which he uses a lot. Mm -hmm. And then he's got the hi-hat and the ride. Does he even have a ride cymbal? Yeah, he's got a ride. I think he's He's got a pretty standard setup and maybe he's got an extra cymbal, but generally. He's got three toms. Yeah. Yeah. One bass pedal. Please remember one, one fucking bass pedal. Yeah, exactly. One, this is not a yeah. double bass pedal fucker. It, it oh, sounds like he's got six bass pedals. My God. Nope. He don't I, need them. Oh, my God. I, I am really just falling in love with John so much because of this podcast. My first love was Rob because he was bass, and I was just Rob, 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 Rob. 
And anyways, there's there, there's more about that later. But um, the heavenly feeling that the the ending of the song is glorious. Some of John's drum fills are incredibly sick, and I wrote some googly eyes there. I was always intrigued with the variant with that far away guitar bit that you were talking about, Jordan, and I thought it was an extremely clever way to fade the song out. It's kind of scary too, in a way. Mm. Just it's kind of kind of what's going to happen next and I'll, tell, I'll tell you what's going to happen next <laughs> oh yeah 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 do i have to say it this 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 whole album is gloriously exhausting oh, that's and that's a, why i have a tattoo of it on my body that's a good phrase that's a good exhausting. phrase much it like is. our podcast yes <laughs> heavy on the exhausting part yeah <laughs> 40 minutes in and we've talked about two songs and I Jesus. haven't even gone. Oh, right. no. Do you want to do you And he hasn't even gone. We haven't even done. No, we don't. Are you kidding me? I might need no. another beer for Christ's sake. I might so, just open up another one, actually. It was a really hard day, yeah. like I say. So, so Matthew, cars. we're not at the end of all things yet because we need to hear your take on this. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about the song. I think, you know, lyrically, it's pretty uh, straightforward um, beauty and nothingness. Um, I love the vocals all the way through. Uh, again, yeah, Danielle Gagné. I wonder whether she was a friend of theirs or whether she, somebody they contracted. Probably a friend of theirs. I wonder what she's up to today. Yeah. Or if she's right. listening. Hi, Danielle. If so. Hey, hey. yeah. Hey, wait a minute. There's a Hanson song with Danielle. They talk about Danielle in a Hanson she song. She doesn't love hockey. No. Oh. Oh. Someone's Ooh. girlfriend, John. <laughs> if it's going to be anyone, it's probably John. You're right. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the bridge is pretty, um, this is a f- one of the few, uh, no means songs I can think of, um, off the jump where, um, obviously the drumming and all the playing is incredible, but it's very, very, um, in unison. There's, it's hard to pick out one, uh, sort of track or the other, especially during right. the really, really chaotic part. It's very, very energetic, but they're all playing together and they're all playing the same right. thing. And it's all quite, yeah. quite, quite repetitive in, in that way. Um, so for that reason, I think the song, especially because it follows um, Tired of Waiting and Stock Taking, I never really paid that much attention <gasps> to it because um, it's last last song on side A. Um, yeah, but uh, I love Rob's howling. Uh, the second bridge is beautiful. Of course, the tom rolls towards the end are fucking... I don't even understand what he's doing. Get of out time. of town. <laughs> fuck just, off, fuck just, off just, John. Just, yeah. <laughs> Not supposed the to hell? hog all that goddamn talent. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. But yeah, all, all that's here, pain and fear, fear, what is fear? Nothing's here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so much in common <laughs> with so many other songs. This is very Dr. Seuss going on. Straight on right. in. I mean, I, I broke up the, the, the stanzas there, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. sort of, um, yeah. Very much uh, in the Nomi Snow's wheelhouse thematically. And um, yeah, I love the last thing. How it peters out, peters out so uh, chaotically. And the last thing you hear is noodling. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing, but we're still like deedling around on our fucking guitars. Yeah. Um, yeah. The live and cuddly version, it's not too different, really. It's faster, um, like uh, most of the songs on live and cuddly seem to be. Uh, Andy doing the backing vocals, at least for part mm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the thing that kind of unfortunately bums me out a little bit is because it's the last song on Live and Cuddly um, and then they, they're ending it and they say thanks for coming out, thanks for having fun it's like yeah, see you later, blah 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 so it reminds me of being bummed out that the show's over 
Right. <laughs> oh, I always you. feel that at the end of that album too. That kind of feeling of like, oh no, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so many of the songs on Wrong, unfortunately, and this has sort of colored it for me. Um, Wrong broke them, I'd say, uh, where a lot of a lot more people started coming to their shows and everything like that. And those are the songs that people remember. Those are the songs that people love. Those are the songs that people who aren't as big nerds as us and probably most of the people listening. Uh, think are like the the creme de la creme and in many ways they are but to me maybe not so much um i got annoyed by wrong songs uh, at live shows because those were the ones hey oh won't pe- you play people um turned into dicks when a wrong song came mm. on this was a very very much a, a go crazy mosh song and people used it as an excuse to th- start throwing elbows and no so point luckily really liked uh like their, oh, their crowds like and everything. they would kind of fucking do shit to people and about people who what? were being problematic uh, yeah for sure which is always really good but yeah it was this, great this song, uh, yeah, it's unfortunately one of those ones that I kind of associate with being just like, oh fuck, just don't, don't fuck it up. Oh, you gotta, you, we gotta have a seance. You gotta get rid of that. Yeah, now, I, know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, that's about it. I, all I have to say about the end of all things. That's the end of uh, Matthew's uh, ranting. Thing. Yeah. That's the end of all things and the beginning of our voting round. About so, halfway through my beer. Yeah, so I yeah, doesn't. Me too. It doesn't sound like this is going to be a very. Uh, contentious vote i although i will say up front since i'm the first one up uh in past years i would have absolutely probably have said um end of all things without a hesitation for many reasons um i think of late and especially listening to it this time it was like oh no self-pity is way way better it's uh, it's i just i mean there's no shade on end of all things it is an amazing song but self-pity is more it is deeper and broader and it's just more. So for me, the vote is self-pity, for sure. Uh, Michelle, what's your vote? As a, represent- as a representative of the Smithsonian, the Hague, and the Museum of Modern Art, I would like to vote for self-pity. Excellent. Thank That's you. two votes and a win. Yeah. Thank you. Self-pity. You know, um, my, my, my lovely wife, Lisa, um, she, especially now that I'm working full-time again, um, has expressed a certain amount of jealousy of the podcast because i actually enjoy it i enjoy spending time with you guys and all of the listeners and uh she feels bad but she's a little bit jealous because i take it quite seriously and i always well, make bring sh- her down here her. Her no that's up. the thing that's the thing it had never <laughs> occurred to me that during the listening portion we can fucking listen together and i got some new speakers recently so this is the first time where i sat down and like we can just spend half an hour and listen to the songs and i can hear what she thinks and, um, oh, that's romantic as hell. I'm voting for self-pity because it's been a favorite of mine for a very, very long time. But um, Lisa listened to him. And she's actually a no-means-no fan as well. But she kind of stopped after maybe wrong. But they, they, you know, she had those albums. Doesn't know the Latter-day catalog very much at all. Um, but yeah, she said there's just more to, there's more texture to self-pity. And you know, she is basically expressing exactly what I feel as well, that the end of all things, it's a great song. All of those songs are great, but it's a little um, simpler and maybe a little blander in some way. It just hasn't got quite as much flavor as uh, right. self-pity. Flavor, flavor. Yeah. So and got that stank. Yeah. So four votes for self-pity is what you're four saying. Four votes exactly. for self-pity. Yep. yep. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, wow. and my cat votes for it too. 
right? One Rachel? extra vote, especially so. So unfortunately, the end of all things is really going to hell. Oh, uh, even though we love it, it's a great song. It's a great song. All right. Well, listen, this is our mm. demarcation point where everyone can take a little breather and yell at us for for making the wrong choice, uh, pat themselves on the back for making Shit, the same choice we ready? make. You got to get ready because gotta, we're oh. going to we're going to put our money where our mouth is. And actually, um, this is the time for our listener segment, which Matthew, while Michelle's getting ready, why don't you regale our listeners with what we still want them to do? Because we still want more and need more of these. Thank you all so much for your submissions. Um, we are uh, very apologetic that we only figured out last week that we could listen to them as we. Uh, as we play them, which we actually much prefer. No, no, no. It's not your fault at all. No, we just uh, didn't know it was possible. The so technology we just wasn't yourself. there. So um, anyway, it is possible and we like it much better. And we apologize to those of you who went before. Uh, we uh, we applaud and uh, salute your pioneering spirit. So um, we would very much like uh, you guys to keep submitting uh the three questions and you know, you can kind of elaborate around them, but uh, your no means no origin story, what no means no means to you. And uh, if you have a sort of personal story, that's about no means no, that's uh, you know, at a show or uh, you know something that uh, has a personal connection to you. Um, you can separate those three questions uh, into individual files or mash them all together. Um, if you need any technical help, please ask us uh, if you want to write it out and have one of us read it as we are about to do, um, you can do that as well. So uh, please send your submissions to no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I will check it or Jordan will check it or Michelle will be told that we've checked it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. What do, what do you call me? A Luddite? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Are, oh, such, such Luddite. a Lud. Such a Lud. Oh God. Yeah, so let's let me preface what I'm going to read by saying that this fella, Jurgen, I think I'm saying this right with Jurgen, Jurgen Dahl, Jurgen Dahl, he is someone I met online probably back in 2003. I've never met this guy, and it was the same place I met all of you fuckers, everybody I know, most of, most of you, on the No Means No forum or the uh, what was the one before that. Friends, Friends of Incentive. incentive. God, do you remember the fr- yep. Friends of Incentive? I remember the at my desk, Sarah Francis. Yep, Sarah Francis. Uh, yep, that was the first thing. When I had access thing. to the internet, the first thing I, I tried to Google was no means no. I tried yeah. to Google it. And I sh- and it showed up right there. Well, you yeah, did Google didn't exist in 1994, but okay. No, I, I, well, no, I, no. I, 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 I searched asked, or whatever asked, the fuck. I asked Jeeves it and found it. That's how I found Andy. And the first conver- the first email conversation I had with him, we were emailing like he. I emailed him. He emailed me back, and he was talking about uh, having his kid watch uh, Elmo. So we know how far away that is because. His kid is now a full-grown college graduate. So yeah. anyway, yeah, uh, he is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I look. There was no Google. There was no Jeeves. It was a search. Yeah, there was. Bar there was like Yahoo something. and Jeeves back then. I think. Yeah, Yahoo. And was there? Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and she just had anyway, pictures, and she had pictures monkey. of the band like on stage. I'm like, who the fuck is this chick? And yeah. how come she gets to stand up there and I don't? Sarah. Yep. So, anyways, I met Jurgen like. I, I, I met him over the internet, I should say, but probably 2002, maybe. I don't know, a long time ago. Yeah. So I messaged him the other day and said, hey, man, why don't you put something on our podcast and I'll read it out for you. He's a big hockey player. And 
he so is a total big hockey nerd, yeah. and that's actually in his in his words here, and 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 I am too. And he, he's actually mailed me the Slapshot movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, have you watched that yet, Jordan? Your fart face. Have oh, you yeah, watched that? Oh, have you? Oh hell yeah! Did you course. finally watch that? Yeah, yeah. The Slapshot movie. Yeah. He he mailed me the uh, the Swedish version of the 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 movie flyer with all the Swedish words in it. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> he, yeah, he sent me a lot of stuff. Um. So this is from him. He, I asked him if I could read it in, in the style of the Swedish chef. and uh... <laughs> he, he did not answer, so you'll do it anyway. No, no, he did. He's like, when, when, that was, when, when, those, when the Muppets were over in Sweden, like, everybody loved the Swedish chef. It was like, it was, it was like they, add, they fucking loved the Swedish chef. Yeah, do you want to read that? <laughs> <laughs> Who did that voice? Was it Jim Henson or Frank yeah. Oz? Who did it? Was it Jim Henson? I don't know. I think it was Jim Henson. That seems like Frank Oz. One of those two. Anyways, it's fucking great. Anyways, here's here's what Jurgen says in, in an American accent. I won't do the Swedish chef, but we're going to give a nod to him. So Jurgen says, I met a guy in high school in 1991 or 92 who was also into punk especially Ramones and DK, like me. One day he brought a bunch of records from Alternative Tentacles, including The Day Everything Became Nothing. I didn't quite get it then, but I played it a few times before returning the albums. Before returning the albums? He borrowed them. He borrowed them. Did he? Oh, oh, oh. I I guess I thought he bought them from the store and he returned them. I was like, the hell? I'm not going to talk to him anymore. Yes, but okay, so... So he, he borrowed the, <laughs> sorry, he played it a few times before returning the albums and the name and the title stuck with me. When Mr. Happy came out, I read about it in a record catalog. Remember those? And it said it was the best one since Wrong. I hadn't heard Wrong by then, but I took it, but it, I took a chance and ordered it. Did I fall in love? Nope. Too long and heavy songs for my, too long and heavy songs for my liking then. But Cat, Sex and Nazis was cool. I kept, play- I kept playing it now and then, though, and it grew on me. Two years later, I was done with school and military service. I had a job, my own place, and started going to hockey. I discovered Hanson Brothers around that time and got gross misconduct and the punk, or the, excuse me, the punk rock one. A few years later, I gave the music guys at the hockey arena a copy of the Sudden Death song, which they still play sometimes. <laughs> I, yeah. I found Worldhood in that same catalog as Mr. Happy, bought it, and was blown away. When Dance came out, I had a new favorite band. I can't remember if I got Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong before Dance or not, but Wrong was like my fourth or fifth album I bought. I saw Hanson Brothers in my town in 2002, but didn't get to see No Means No until around 2007 in Stockholm. I got to see them again. I got to see them again twice in Trondheim, Norway, and I'm always grateful for that. And and I will read this because it, it does say like how how he knows people. But he says I've always been on the shy side, but love the message board on No Means Whatever site, even if I didn't post that much. If it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have you and the other No Means nerds as Facebook friends. And I should say also personally, he took a picture. He he's taken several pictures of Rob. One of them is uh, something I have up on the wall, and the second one is one of my absolute be- favorite pictures of Rob, and it's my desktop photo on my computer at home and my computer at work. Nice. Rob. Well, that was awesome. Jurgen. 
Yeah. Good story. Thanks, Jurgen. Thanks, Jurgen. Yeah. Excellent. Our Swedish chef. Our Swedish chef. Nice uh, for this wonderfully global Hajj. audience. I call him Hajj. Still waiting for our Iranian listeners to pipe in if you can at all. Iranian and Indian. Please. There's a bunch of Indian, Indian listeners. Right? Like, God give damn. us some love. Just tell us. Right, send us an email. You know, well, you don't have to read it. You can say don't say it because I don't know why, but I just I just want to hear from you. It's awesome. God Thank damn. you for listening. We're going to have to go there and find them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one idea. 1.5 billion people there. Uh, I think Michelle's a little too high. Uh, speaking of which, uh-huh. our next round is up. And we've We're got coming for an hour, up. so we better fucking... Uh, we better fucking do it. Yeah. So oh, we shit. are... And I haven't even spliced in the songs yet, so that adds in at least another 10 minutes. So yeah. we have uh, two more songs here, of course, and we're breaking up the run of Andy era songs here with one uh, called A Little Too High off of one from the year 2000 up against dipping back into that wrong uh, juice. Oh, oh no, no, Bruno. Bruno. Wrong. 1989. You know it. <laughs> so uh, we're flipping the script this time. Well, not, I mean, this is on script, but flipping the order. Uh, Matthew gets to go first, then Michelle, then myself. So first, before we let Matthew talk about it, I want everyone to put their thumb on the plunger in their inner thigh. one of those songs that um yeah one i never connected with because uh it came out while i was away and i couldn't get it while i was uh, living in japan i couldn't find it and uh wasn't really into listening to music very much when i came back so but yeah again the song uh, this podcast i should say you know forces me to sort of back in and uh, boy oh boy do i like the song <laughs> all of a sudden um <laughs> got got a whole lot to say um a little too high. It's a little too long, but <laughs> that is the whole fucking point. It makes it better, right? Because when you're He's too high. high, you want it to fucking stop. <laughs> um, right? Yeah, no. It's an huh. interesting pairing between. Um, and forgive me for kind of going back and forth here, but uh, that uh, a little too high and, and Oh No Bruno, they're kind of mm-hmm. similar in two ways in that they're both uh, extreme behavior. Um, so uh, a little too high. It's sort of like part, party boy from the perspective of a party boy who is a utter fucking de- degen predator. 
and then um bruno is just a party boy who is just an idiot <laughs> so uh, um <laughs> yeah again this was an interesting one to listen to with uh, with lisa because um she had some really great comments she said i didn't know they were so jazzy and this song well, kind of goes what? back to um <laughs> a lot of the stuff on that i that i really really like it's like self-pity um on sex mad in that there is a bass riff that doesn't change it's it, it's like going through the whole song pretty much it's a heartbeat which is fantastic mm. um mm-hmm. so this, this is a great great quote from from lisa i think they must have gone from this to the same uh Zon, john zorn around 1998 and john zorn show at the knitting factory where i saw <laughs> joey ramone a girl on each arm <laughs> And Thurston Moore was there too, all with his big head. But no, who cares? Joey Ramone. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Anyway, yeah. She, uh, the other uh, quotation from from Lisa here is like, like a circus sideshow, you can't stop. Right. And that's kind of very, yeah, very, very descriptive of the song. I mean, there's so much going on. Um, I never figured out kind of what drug they're referring to is it heroin is it, is it they talk about quartz and stuff like that so maybe it's something more crystalline um but you know ultimately it's like it doesn't really matter um it, it's uh, by the end of the lyrics it's sort of like the the division between what's the drug and what's the person gets kind of eroded and that's pretty interesting hmm. Um, hmm. so also interestingly there's a whole verse missing uh from the lyric sheet of one um oh yeah whole whole section is again missing. yeah the whole one up, that, Rob, that ends in up. uh cocaine psychosis Don't that isn't in there so dare talk um, about him like that <laughs> hey man i i love him but i'll when he fucks up i'll call him on it he don't no, fuck he up. does not he's perfect nope yeah. <laughs> Such great uh, guitar texture. I mean, uh, oh, Tom is Holy very shit. much doing yes. kind of. I, I don't want to say it's Andy as shit, but just like the effect well, is more. But it is. Yeah, it, the effect is more like the, the the point is not the playing so much as the um, the feeling it's creating in some of it. Um, A yeah, skeeter. Absolutely fantastic. Um, some of the lyrics in this are just really, really evocative. Again, like I hadn't really sort of sat down and, and read through these lyrics so carefully, especially not, you know, probably not in the last 10, 15 years at least, but like, don't you prefer a bitter taste to a, Ugh. a yeah, a bitter taste to a bitter, bitter sight. Uh, I, I know can, I do. Yeah. I mean, the difference between sight and taste, you have to touch a taste. Wait, you what? Know. You don't have to touch a taste, do you? Sure you do. You in have to have to contact. Physical to contact taste. with it in order it has to, to be contact. Something. If you're right. kissing someone, you taste, you'd have your eyes yeah. closed. Right. So, get your tongue in their mouth. So taste and, oh, and touch okay. are much more. Tonsil you know, hockey. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it's about. That's the the that lyric is about them. They're Frenching, and he's like, "But close your eyes. I don't want to look at you." They're anyway. yeah. They're well. They're Frenching, and it just doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's just part of the drug trip. Um, it's yeah. a little too high, and he's taking advantage of that. Um, so much, um, you know, <sighs> darkness. And then like the silly, silly bridges and the tweedly guitar. I mean, yeah, maybe that's the, the up of the high. And tweedly. Like that and the rest of, um, tweedly guitar. But I mean, there's so much language. Broken wings for eyebrows. 
um, you know, such beautiful, fragile, broken female imagery uh, with this fucking predator that's just, uh, you know, looking to get what he can and move on. And uh, and that's what he exactly what he does you know, at the end. Um, I almost miss you. You know, the girl goes away to another bed. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I got what I needed. Um, huh. Yeah. Uh, oh, the the way the song stops when he's talking about fighting the, the right cross. Yes. And everything just stops. It's, Collide over the right cross. Yeah, it's so good. You can see God. you can see uh, you say you see frost on my breath through my oh uh, f- phony, phony frozen, frozen smile. smile it's so i don't have any idea what you're talking about scary Those lyrics are the character kiss. that he's ev- evoking is just a monster but it's not a monster who is he's just he's riding the the high as well you know he's just taking advantage of anything like but he's he's definitely a predator um tom solo uh is very sobis giants like which is pretty cool um and then the silly shit, like blah blah blah, ha ha, and he's actually scatting at one point. Oh my god, I love that! Oh so yeah, much. that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's not scatting. That's just yeah. No, there, there is a there is a bit where he's actually scatting. Um, and then the guitar moves over to the left channel, and just like yep. that dis- disorientation. Um, great production of, of yeah, great production. So I, I need to listen to this album more. I think. Um, this could yeah, be any city. Too. It's very, very too, dark. Um, but it could be any city. But all I see is Vancouver, and that's uh, mm. you know where they were living when this song would have been written. And Vancouver can be a very, very, very dark place. Um, yeah. Anyway, mm. uh, the the melting part where the whole song just kind of f- melts like wax after the cocaine psychosis line, it's like, <laughs> and then they fucking pull it back together and right back into that same fucking groove. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, great song. I could say a lot more about it, but I'm going to shut up now. Nice. Yeah, shut up. You can nah. take all our best lines. Huh. Nah, he can speak for me. I'll let that him speak for me. Man. That was fucking great. All right, Michelle, what do you got to say on this one? I'm all right, really I'll say curious. it quick. Oh. Don't be quick. Okay. Just take your time. Okay. No, I'm going to just read my paper. I got all my right. rights. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's curly and fucking sneaky. Rob sounds demented, and it totally fits the music. Jesus, this really is a great song. So intriguing and cool, with quirky little bits thrown in there. I can't stop smiling when I listen to it. Rob, again, is playing a repeating bass line, but it never gets boring or tiring on your ear. Tom really does some exceptional guitar work in this. Both Rob and Tom weave this swirling canvas for John to seriously lay down some extremely oh, clue. Weave is a great drumming. Grieve is exactly the right word. Exactly. Yep. Fucking John yep. on the song. Holy oh my God. Shit. Here we had a, it's the John show. Here oh, we just, go again. Just fucking let him go. Yeah, I, yeah, he's, he's with three floor toms. Fucking hell. He does some, some extremely cool jazz drumming and it's a treat to listen to. I seriously love all the absurd googly noises and the demonic laugh. You didn't even talk oh about the God. fucking laugh. I was going to talk about it, but yes. All right, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, the demonic laugh. No, no, say it. That we've, yes, all, that we've, we've, we've all heard it. We love it. So many overtones in his laugh. Listen to it oh. with some good ears. I would have been just beside myself if I could have seen them record this hilariously cool. Hell yeah. Jesus Christ. All right, yeah, both, you're up. Both, I'll see what else I have left, because both of you guys have said most of what I want to say, which is right on point. You know I what, guys? I think I beer. need to open another beer. All right, open it up. 
I'll, yeah. Stiff jam. Yeah, I'll begin stiff my. Jab, paleo. I'll, I'll begin my rant while you crack open a beer. I need here. to get a fridge down here. This is not fair. So I, I think bought this a fridge is a, yesterday. I bought a mini fridge yesterday. <laughs> oh, oh shit! I think this is a late period masterpiece. If we're to yeah. call this late period, this song is absolutely incredible. I definitely think this is Tom's best song. Um, I feel like oh, he has the great. most. His he's the most. It's the most Tom forward song. And he is brilliant. And and yes, it's not fair to compare him to Andy, but but what it does different than a lot of his other work is it does what Andy did a lot, which is paint in the cracks in a way that was gorgeous, not just serving the baseline, not just mm. serving the song, but, right. but painting up the cracks in a way that serves the meaning of the song. This frenetic craziness of yeah, the drug trip, of charting the drug trip. And the other thing, you know, we've talked, there's a lot has been said about that already, which is all totally on point. One thing I loved about it, from my very limited experience with uh, amphetamine-adjacent drugs, which I really think this is pointing to more than any sort of heroin. This does not sound like a heroin-style song. This no. sounds like a crack, meth, cocaine song, yeah. um, two of which I have some limited experience with. There, there is an oh, first how of all, about that? First of all, I want to go on record as saying last no, maybe not last week, but one of the last weeks when we did uh, zero uh, when we did uh, ooze, I said that I thought it had the most lyrics of any no means no song. Of course it doesn't. This song has the most lyrics of any no means no song. Rob has more lyrics per four seconds in this. He does not fucking stop barreling you with That's cocaine. It's got Well, but this is what I'm saying. Like he's not the doing it, but he is, he is he is he is he is he is putting that feeling into the song. But not only that, often when you're on one of those sort of drugs, speaking from some ancient experience, you can be ancient. so amazingly erudite. You can put mm -hmm. together beautiful phrases. You can put together beautiful turns of phrase, come up with amazing concepts, all of which in the end are just empty as fuck. And that's what I love about the lyrics in this song. There are verse to verse, some of his most beautiful imagery. And yet it's all in the service of something completely empty and sinister. So it's beauty right. at the service of something fucked up. And right. Matthew, to your point about like him being a predator, those last lines, oh, I don't want to love you. I just want to rise above you. Hi. That's that's the end. That's the last his last little statement, which is like, yep, that's the whole fucking song. That's I'm not, not interested in anything. No, of course it's not Rob. This is not Rob. No, this is him commenting never say on such, such things. But Jesus Christ, that you you pointed out I love that like you say you can see the frost on my breath through my frozen frozen phony smile. I mean, Jesus, that's gorgeous. And that he's gaslighting her too. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes, Matthew. Yes. Translating the whole time. And yet, yep, yep. whoever he's talking to is also culpable. I don't want to let them like this is a scene. Everyone's in the scene that he vacillates between I'm a little too high and you're a little too high. Everyone around them is a little too high. He's not just saying I'm a little too high. He bounces back and forth between you're a little too high. You're a little too high. I'm a little too high. Right. The whole fucking scene What's is a little together? too fucking high. Let's all right. just and and there's no connection. It's all about just no. beautiful this imagery. This is an with, extreme situation, and that's the excuse. You're a little too exactly, high. exactly, Whatever. exactly. Right. Um, but <laughs> but okay. First of all, first of all, that is gorgeous. 
taunt. This is this is one of Rob's absolute best cackles. Oh my god! Could you imagine watching him do what? this? Would it's you play ringtone? Exactly. Oh, shut up! Shut the front door. Is no, it really? Yeah, it is. But that, oh my god! <laughs> oh that my god! What the fuck? That whole line. The what is the malaise on which my state is predicated? Could I be a little <laughs> over medicated? I mean, that is so to the cackle. That is so. Fucking Rob the into tackle. the doctor, doctor. What's my prognosis? That is, and that's right at the fulcrum of the song, right at the middle point. And it's, and and, and then as you talk about Matthew, it goes into that really crunchy fucking cocaine psychosis guitar riff, and then back into the. That's always undercutting the whole fucking thing. Another one of their fractal songs. Every every aspect of it fits the mood, fits the tone. It is a lot. It's a little cuter than that, though. It's just perfection. I think this song does not have a single it's grooving. flaw. It's it is well. grooving. It yes. is on point. It's their most drug. Uh, it's their most literal drug song, <laughs> right? Like talk about drugs and, and addiction a lot of the ways. This is their most literal, like front to back huh. song about drugs, I think. They're mentioned elsewhere, including in the next song. I don't but, do drugs, so I would know that. Yeah, you wouldn't know. But um, no. No. she says that she but, zips her beer. That's... But I, but what really struck me this time, because I've actually been taken with the song from since I first heard it, was how Rob captured that feeling that I really remember, uh, that I've already mentioned, but I'm just going to mention it again, of how eloquent you can be and yet completely empty at the same time, which is, mm. he doesn't do that in his songs often. Normally, his eloquence is at the surface of something amazing. This is one of the few examples I can think of where his eloquence is meant to portray emptiness, not yeah. meant to point to something beautiful or or menacing or deep right because he's doing drugs and it's phony. It's yeah. this song that, is a masterpiece. Full stop. That whole clade of drugs for me, it's like not it's not my thing because I have instances of every time I've done one of those ones, I'm like I can feel myself turning into an asshole. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Matthew's my roommate. Matthew's turning, turning into, a, into monster. a monster. <laughs> His eyes, actually, I guess my eyes are a little green. You my see back. my nose hairs? Yeah. Getting longer and longer. I don't know. You guys both have facial hair. So I don't know where it starts and stops. I guess that's it, right? We've got three of us on record for a little too high. So now we're going to move on oh to the last song of the evening. Oh no, Bruno! Wrong. Nineteen eighty-nine. I've already said that. Math. Wait, before we do it, um, let's listen to a little bit of this piece. Too much, no escaping. Too much, you've been afraid. Too much, cops are knocking. Too much, I'm not again. Oh no, who know? Too much, not in the hole. Oh no, who know? Too much, not in the hole. Oh no, who know? Too much, not in the hole. Oh no, who know? Yeah, like I was saying, um, 
the party boy in uh, Level Too High is a predator. Bruno's just a dumb fuck. And uh, I've, I've read <gasps> some stories. It's actually some based on somebody they knew. No um, shit. Yeah. I've often so wondered heard, about that. Story, but. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't look it up or where I read this shit, but it's like, yeah, this, this dude basically would uh, stay all night night. That's all right. He's just like crazy party boy. He would just like go way too far all the time um, and still hold down a job. And uh sold cocaine to the cops one point <laughs> oh, no no shit wait this is actually <laughs> i think a it's true a story it, yeah that's i might be folklore? apocryphal i don't know it might be folklore but uh, i i remember that oh. about this song it's like so what the fuck is this jail? song about because they're always talking about it's it's like this fucking lunatic and then all the cops name was baldwing refer yeah <laughs> yeah no, no, no. I think, I think Bruno is someone they knew. Baldwin is some, someone they knew. Um, it's with the B names. But yeah, uh, Crazy All Night, worked a day job. Um, all the references to different kinds of um, games um, is, you know, he's hanging out with his buddies. You know, he's not predatory, not after women like uh, like in A Little Too High. This guy's just, he's hanging out with his homies and everything like that. But play for Steinies. I always kind of wondered what play that was. Steinies. I always thought it was Stymies because I knew there was some sort of a sports term. Is the that Stymies like beer steins? No, like no. A beer, no, no. I, I think it's Steinloggers, like a cheap little, New Zealand bullshit logger. Okay, a beer. I always thought it was yeah. a beer too, but like beer stein. But play yeah, for beers. Sense. Yeah, yeah I, I think beers. so. I don't know. Play for cash. You know, double bullseyes, darts. Um, and then, of course, the the famous like references to crib. You know, yes, yeah. which I never fucking knew until fairly yes. recently because I was never a cribbage player. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Um, I should I should also say that in the liner notes, Steiny is misspelled. <laughs> so oh. it took me a little while to figure that out. Oh my god! I, are you being that guy? No, I, I, I thought e. it was Stymies because you know, I, and I learned this because initially I thought it was play for Stymies. S T Y M I E S. Which would have been what? Stymie is an obscure rule in golf. So um, maybe, you know, it, it's what? not that, but uh, maybe Rob would know what it is early now. Early Rob, yeah, early Rob golf. He's a to, on to Stymie, another, par- uh, another character was apparently like if your ball landed in line with theirs, you, you weren't allowed to move it. Oh, like well, there's that like, word like, oh, I've been stymied. So that yeah, makes it's, sense. It's yeah. a golf term. So, yeah. you know, it maybe it's shit. more to do with, uh, with Rob these days. Um, anyway, best, huh. best Andy scream ever, perhaps at the end. And then it just like the sharp, cold ending. Uh, this is maybe the moshiest no means no song. And again, like I was talking about with the end of all things, it kind of, um, ended up annoying me because it, people used, uh, this song as an excuse to throw elbows. I don't like that. No, yeah. And there's like always that either. asshole on live on cuddly in the background. Who's going like, Oh no, bro. Yeah. Oh no, Bruno. Because he wants to right. go fucking. He, he wants, wants to throw to elbows. Yeah. yeah, we'll boot him out. He's yeah. I mean, that guy. That guy. Anyone shouting that is a Bruno, right? We were yeah. agreed that it brings out the Brunos. <laughs> super duper fun song. Very very Ramon uh, Hanson Z and uh, super duper fun. Um, but there's not much more to it than that. So yep. there you go. All right, Michelle. Wow, I didn't think you were going to end it like that. This song, as far as I know, is the most recognized, popular, staple, no means no, no means no. I can't even say the fucking band's name right. No means no song in existence. Wouldn't you say? Like, this is like their staple song. People go completely apeshit 
when they hear this, the room just explodes. And unfortunately, maybe some assholes are in there exploding. It's on the Hansency side of their repertoire and grooves, kicks, and kills. It's so toe-tapping, and it makes you want to careen around the room and dance like a spasmo. Not an asshole spasmo. Not an asshole spasmo. I added that after learning about assholes. <laughs> the intro. What? It's hysterical. <laughs> oh, yeah, so great. And the so way good. it kicks in is stellar. My most favorite part, and you alluded to it, Matthew, is the surprisingly, is my most favorite part is surprisingly in the lyrics, Matthew, as you alluded to, 10, 20 for two, 30 for six, you son of a bitch, go. And those are the exact words you would say if you were playing cribbage. I crapped my pants when I heard it after learning how to play the game. <laughs> and everyone who's played that game says those exact words. I actually went up to Rob once when he was watching a band, uh, opening band uh, perform before their gig. And I asked him if that's indeed what it was. And he said, yes, he, uh, I remember he was wearing a long leather trench coat and a hat. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he was, he just looked so great. It's Mr. Happy I, uniform. I, I don't know. It was the, it was a long black leather trench coat. That's and I fucking slay that shit. Nutsack yeah. to go up yeah. to him and ask him, and he, he was totally nice about it. And he was just wandering around the room and just being by himself. And I knew it was him, and I went up and asked him. But I remembered a fucking trench coat and the fedora. Fedora? Oh, Jesus. He was like like straight, up, straight up slatery. Yeah, Jesus. That is straight up fucking slatery. Yeah, he's slinky. He's, myster- he's, he's a mysterious that's, that's man. The- that's the Mr. Happy cover, basically. He's a mystery you know, man. Just a little uh, aside to those games that they're talking. I mean, they, they refer to, you know, play for Steinies, play for... It's probably pool that they're playing. Um, double Bullseye, oh. Darts. These are all, uh, like, bar, bar games. games. Crib yeah. isn't, oh. man. Cribs is what we play at your buddy's house. Yeah, exactly. It's so, nice. so fun. It's one of my favorite games I've learned how to play. I, 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 I even have it on my fucking iPhone so I can play nice. it if I got to kill some time waiting in line at a bank. Oh my God, it's great. You got anything else, Michelle? That's it. All right, I'll go. So yes, the song is a a laser-guided precision punk missile that um, is very, I think it's probably one of their most, their first, not most, first explicitly really Hanson-y songs. This would be if if you didn't know the band, you could play this right after playing one of their Hanson songs. You go like, well, it's the same fucking band. Um, and I agree, Michelle. I think a lot of people really know the song. If if they know No Means No, they probably or or more people who tangentially heard of No Means No probably know the song and really yep. love this song because yep. it can, can connect with the widest audiences. I think yeah. it's almost one of their most accessible right. songs. Mm-hmm. It's it's not off putting. It's not weird. It's pretty straightforward. It's fucking gorgeous. It's not scary. scary. <laughs> it's not scary. It's kick ass. It's my absolute least favorite song on the album hands down i've hmm. never never uh, never really liked the song very much oh, now i'm wow. not saying i don't Whoa. appreciate it i think it's great i appreciate its virtuosity this is absolutely not the side of no means no i connect with it's one of the things i love about this band everyone connects in a different way this is not it. if i'd only heard this song i would have been like yeah that's pretty good but i would never have gone further that would have been mm-hmm. it i would have been like okay well i don't like you know there's the ramones there's this there's that I, whatever that's great but it wouldn't have pulled hmm. me in 
Um, now, in the context of wrong, it's fucking great. It's a great palate cleanser before you yeah. get to the rest of the album. Right. It's fucking tight. It's gorgeous and it's like intensity. They're so like no one else can do this kind of punk as well as they can, even mm -hmm. though it can connect with a lot of people or sound like other bands that do it. But this is not the side of No Means No I love. I think I've probably made it not love that I prefer. I do love it. I think it's a great song. I'm not meaning to shit on it. It's just not my side. It's not the side of the band that I appreciate as much. That's because you don't play cribbage. That's probably it. That's probably yeah. it. That said, it's exactly a great, it. it's a great, great fucking song, right? I mean, this and and I think there's probably a I don't know how many, but there's gotta be at least some of our listeners who would put this as their number one. There's yep, a, I bet there is people have said, like, this is our number one song. Mm -hmm. And I'm not shitting on you. I think like that's that great. dude on Live and Cadley right. in the back and growing again or whatever. <laughs> I, would, I would not <laughs> oh, I would no, not, no, no. I would ah, not fault up. anyone for thinking about that or thinking that this is not shade meant on that. And you can <laughs> if any shade you want thrown at me. I just, it's not, it's not my song. I don't, doesn't I don't do it for you. It doesn't do it for me. Uh, right. Or not like the other ones do. I'd never skip it. Right. I'd never skip it, but um, I never seek it out. It's not when I'm like, oh, let me hear, let, oh no, Bruno, let me hear that one. Nope. It's, I just listen to it if I'm listening to the whole album, but I don't, I don't seek it out. So on that note, and because we're already at an hour 20 and haven't even finished oh, no. the rest of the fucking pod, I think, I think oh. that's all I have to say about it. So let's, it's not okay. People like long podcasts. I'm not worried about mm. that. Let's, uh, let's do a vote. So, Matthew, you get the honor of casting the first ballot. Like uh, so many of these, like I would tend to, uh, had I not sort of sat down and listened to them, I probably would have just automatically gone to Ono Bruno because history, because it is fun and accessible and everything like that. But no, I, uh, a little too high is so complex. And uh, I'm going to listen to it some more and uh, think about it some more because <laughs> it's there's a lot more to say about it which is good because it is definitely the one i'm advancing because we're gonna have to say more shit about it anyway yeah maybe sorry maybe. bruno maybe who knows you could, Michelle... you're tired bruno you have been partying too much you can go <laughs> home and go to sleep thank you we'll bruno. see okay that's not a fait accompli yet Michelle, no no you? i have a feeling i will be representing many who love this song? I'm gonna vote for Oh No Bruno, but Excellent. I do have a soft Excellent. spot for that fucking a little too high. I I do like it, but I voted Oh No Bruno, and I, now I know what's gonna happen with you, Jordan. Well, I'm glad you voted for Bruno because I would not want this have been unanimous. No, yeah. no, we got to represent. The only way I ever would have voted, the only way I ever would have voted for Bruno was if If Wrong was the last album and this was by itself. Other than that, yeah, yeah, a little oh. too high by now. Like, do it several football fields i think um wow. for sure. country mile a country mile and that's really just because little too high is more on the side of a really good example of it's not even that it's a song that's like oh it got lucky going up against bruno it probably would have won no, against it's, the number no of songs. it's no it's got its own it. legs so, man that thing is sick that's all right sick. well that's good i love it when we're not then there's not unanimitynessness and uh yeah. that's good and so at least you, you you listeners have some somebody to hang your hat on and you can all love michelle more than us which you already do so that they that have, fits yeah, that's, that's, that fits that's the yeah. i wrote this in the margin of uh, my notes for a little too high but i, I wrote the words jazz odyssey <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> I've which is so appropriate before. on an album that has fucking uh, uh, bitches brew, it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's right in the. Well, we all know where the phrase "jazz odyssey" came from, right? I've used it before. No, I, I don't actually. I made it up myself. Oh, come about. on, Spinal We're... Tap. Oh, oh okay. well, there you go. It's right. probably yeah. In my, yeah, it's Jesus probably in my Christ. DNA somewhere. Oh God. Okay. All right. So we need Spinal to now because tap. I mean. 
while I know you all like listening to us talk a whole lot, we have actually been talking a lot tonight. So, mm -hmm. but we do have we do have one of my favorite segments to do, which it's is the only reason I show up. An Andy's correction corner. <laughs> this time read to us by one of our other favorite hosts, Matthew. Hi guys, here's some extra info on day everything became nothing and obsessed. Day everything became nothing. For a song I love so much, I have surprisingly little to say about it. One of my favorite No Means No songs to play. Lots of movement, dancing, and general jumping around when we played this one. The main riff during the verses reminds me of a whole lot of change by Killing Joke. Fun fact, hmm. way back in 1981 at Emma's house. Hi, Emma. When my pal Kev Lee and I met John for the first time, I noticed him in a wrong room off of the hallway stereo cranked up dancing on his own to change oh my god <laughs> that's quite the mental image <laughs> my favorite pants. shorts no 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 and fanny he packs. was he no no he wasn't doing that back back then my he favorite lyric pants we, and shoes <laughs> we talked about things like assured mutual destruction and emotional responsibility ha 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 Music-wise, despite sounding quite chaotic at times, the David thing has a very set structure. But at the end of the song, we got to play around quite a bit and improvise to our heart's delight for a while before the song wrapped up. I remember Rob teaching me the notes for the tail end of the middle bridge and making a point of the fact that he wanted us to both to play the same note, same octave, alternating back and forth between two different strings. He explained that the tone on the two strings are slightly different from each other down to the different string thickness and tension. He was right. We were often very fussy, anally retentive, about specific little things like that. No surprise, surprise. <laughs> we couldn't quite figure out a natural way to end the song that sounded half decent, so we went to the absurd choice, a simple ascending chromatic scale. Silly, yes, but it worked not only as a way to finish the song, but as a handy way in a live setting to lead into the following song in the set. I remember reading this because it was uh, I, I parked my car and read it. It came in. I was walking to my second uh, vaccination. Anyway. This is Matthew talking right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I was going to say, hey, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just, cool. just, just cool. an aside from me. Sorry. Yeah. P.S. Oh. The translation in Dutch, courtesy of Ingrid, was Dit dag das alles in niets opging. Forgive my I think John says that, didn't? Weren't we saying Rob no, was Rob. saying that? It's, it's Rob. No, not it's the Rob. video I watched. Really? John John said it. Ooh, nice. I don't know. Maybe it was he said it. Maybe they all no, took you turns could be right. saying it. Anyway, yeah, I don't keep know. going. Obsessed, a John song oh. written on keyboards. This is a real <laughs> mother of a song for Rob and I to learn. What is semi basic basic fingering on a keyboard? It's quite awkward on a guitar fretboard. Add to that yet another silent first beat of the main riff. And you can imagine it took a bit of time before Rob and I got it down securely. You may or may not know this, but the song originally had lyrics written and sung by John. Not sure why they got dropped, oh, but maybe shit. we thought the song was stronger without them. As for the subject matter of the words, let's just say, think Sex Mad 2. <laughs> electric boogaloo. No kidding. Once, when we played in the Squat in Oslo, that's a great band name, isn't it? Squat in Oslo. Squat in Oslo. Squat in Oslo. Squat in Oslo. We, <laughs> we were told that the old Norwegian king at the time was very ill and in the local hospital. Despite being a monarch, he was generally loved. 
So when we started our set, we came up for with the idea to play super quietly for this first song so as to not disturb the resting king. And the first song was Obsessed. So we played it just as fast as always, but as quietly as humanly possible. Oh my Jesus, God. That is so good. That is so good. Thank you, Andy. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that is so That's good. fucking fascinating, eh? Yeah. Jeez. So All right. Wow. Well, listen, everybody, you made it. You made this it through the longest, episode. This, is this the might be the longest ever. so far, which no, I, you know, absolutely is probably worth it. These songs all deserved it, but we oh, really, man. really appreciate you listening. Um, again, find us on the socials if you haven't already. Also, you know what? I'd like to ask of all of you: spread the word. If you if Please you haven't do. already, if you have if you have fans or people you want to introduce to the band, the, the band too, which come on. We got to spread the name of the, these guys. Got to right. stay. Oh. You know, they got to get famous forever. I've been Pass evangelizing at work, man. Yeah, I've been ha- pass it, yeah. Pass it around, man. Like let, that's let why you got know. the job. So at you one point, spread at, the word. At one point, you know, I was asking for people to do iTunes reviews, which great, do it if you want. But that's not gonna that's not gonna get us any more listeners. We need we need you guys to spread the word, and not for our own egos, although sure that's part of it, but just so that more people can know about this band. Yes. Right? Let's let's spread the word. We're all we're all you know. This is our Mormon mission, as it were. If but for non Mormons, or maybe you know, I think I'd go door to door for this. I think I'd I would. Do it. On I'd the bike not. with a with a shirt and a tie. Do I it, and I, I will appear on the internet in my magic underwear. Exactly. <laughs> no, the the gauntlet has been dropped. So, um, but you know, find us on our Facebook Facebook group, No Means Nothing Podcast Facebook group. We're on Twitter, No Means Nothing. We're on Instagram, No Means Nothing. There's even a bullshit little. Uh, fucking TikTok at no means nothing now that my daughter roped me into <laughs> yeah. so if you want a little easter egg go see that weird <laughs> fucking thing uh so find us there and other than that listen we seriously love you yep. this is fucking great uh thank all of you and yeah we'll see you next time and and just yeah. thank you all for your submissions and thanks you all for your your support and everything like that yep. it is an honor to do this and uh um keep it coming thanks yep and I really just want to make clear that if if I take a shit in your perfect world, it's only so you'll know me by my smell. Mm. Delicious.